Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Product placement is a very popular marketing technique used in movies and TV shows, music videos, in retail, video games, podcasts, social content. You've probably come across product placements that have both converted you and that have also averted you and have been really obvious to you and maybe have like repelled you, right? Um, But we're all familiar with what product placement is. Personally, it's one of my favorite forms of marketing because it's so hopefully seamless. Um, And essentially as a refresher, product placement is when companies pair up with other brands and production companies to integrate their product into a location, into a storyline, et cetera, right? So the goal with product placement is to reach a wider audience without it feeling like an obvious marketing campaign. Um, And what I mean by obvious marketing campaign is most ads and marketing initiatives typically feel like an interruption, right? If you're scrolling through social media or you're tapping through people's stories and you get an ad, you kind of like get annoyed, you know, almost immediately. Um, maybe then you'll let, you're like, oh my God, this is actually relevant to me. I've been needing a new phone case. Let me swipe up or go to the link, right? But your knee-jerk reaction is like, I didn't want this fucking ad. Um, and so... Because most ads, especially um, digitally and on streaming, feel like an interruption, we have created methods to upgrade our subscriptions um, and pay for tiers to eliminate, essentially, ads, right? So product placement is one of those things where it's so effective because hopefully it's effective, hopefully, because it's done correctly, but it's effective because when you go and watch a TV show or a movie, or you play your favorite video game, you're not doing all of those things because you're, you want to see the product placements. You are going to go see your favorite movie because you like the trailer or you like the, the movie poster or your favorite actors are in it. And that's why you go. You're not going to go see like all the placements of like core hydration water in a film, right? So that's kind of why they feel uh, more organic and why they better convert because they don't feel like an interruption and hopefully if done effectively, they are integrated into the storyline. But the literal second that the product placement becomes obvious, it's game over. That's it. Um, and it can actually severely backfire. Like it may, it may feel even less tolerated than an Instagram story ad or, um, you know, a, a Spotify, a free plan Spotify ad, um, simply because you're not really expecting something to feel like an interruption 
in a film or a TV show or something like that, right? So before I dive into kind of like the history of product placements and also like three major product placements, um, as well as some of the really impressive like data behind its effectiveness, I want to share some of my favorite <laughs> recent um, examples of product placement. Not all of these are from like new things, but they're just things that are kind of like in the front of my head right now. Um, in the automotive category, I love Ford in New Girl. Ford, like the Ford Escape is literally Schmidt's personality. His, his faux scapé. Um, I love it. So I love it so much. Uh, also Well Mania, uh, the new show on Netflix did a super good job with a product placement, um, featuring the Toyota Prius. Wow. I was so impressed. See, I geek out about this stuff. So if I see product placement that's done really well, I'm like, slay! But I know other people are like, what the fuck, Kate? Um, yeah, if you watch the show, if you've already seen the show, you, you, I hope you know what I'm talking about. It's that scene with Isaac and Liv where she invites him to a duck dinner. But right before she calls him a stalker and she's like, if I see a BMW, I know it's you. And he goes, oh, I'm flattered, but I actually drive a Prius. And she's like, oh, my God, that's actually a great car for a stalker. And he goes, why? And she's like, it's quiet. And then he goes, yeah, it's great mileage, too. And she goes, why don't you use some of that mileage and come get a duck dinner with me? Brilliant. I was sitting there, like, giving them a standing ovation because I loved it. And clearly I memorized it because that's how crazy I am. But <laughs> so those are some of my recent favorites in automotive, tech, um, I really liked the Bose placement in the Kim Petras and Nicki Minaj uh, new music video. It was quite obvious, but I know that they work with Nicki a lot. So I think if people frequently watch Nicki's music videos, they've already been familiar with Bose placements. And it kind of feels like a little bit of an inside joke between the the, the barbs. Um, events. The Met Gala is literally product placement. Um, designers get a table. And they invite their chosen public figures that they then dress in their brands. Um, there are jewelry brands that also contribute to product placement. Like basically, when you hear people talking about, oh my God, she wore this and they wore that and he wore this. Like that's all basically kind of like product placement. It's it's advertising for the brand, right? Um, and it's like brand association basically in that particular case. So the designer is showcasing like the celebrities that they stand behind and the people that they associate themselves with. Um, so that's, it's kind of a statement of like, um, like a shared equity, but also just like association, right? It's kind of like the people that you are friends with. It's the same thing that the brand is making a statement on like who it is that they're in cahoots with. Um, food and beverage core, the water brand, literally, they are killing it with product placement. Um, I love their placement in Good Girls. They've also done a lot of placement in reality TV, most recently Pressure Cooker on Netflix. Core is killing it. They were in that Addison Ray movie. I don't remember the name of it, but that one. Um, Absolute in Let's Fucking Date, Serena Kerrigan's reality show from like 2020. Great. She also had um Hint and I th think another food brand. 
um, food and beverage brand, but I can't remember. Coca-Cola and Fortnite. I don't play Fortnite. And if I know, I know that's a little weird. Why am I referencing a video game? Um, I was actually in an event with Coca-Cola last year and they did say that for their collaboration with, um, Marshmallow, they actually put a character of him, I think in Fortnite and there was some sort of like Coca-Cola placement in Fortnite. So that's cool. So this marketing strategy has been prevalent for decades and has had a significant impact on consumer behavior. Like I mentioned earlier, right? Product placement can be tracked essentially all the way back to the 1940s when Hollywood studios began integrating brand products into their films. However, it wasn't really until the 1980s and 1990s when product placement became more widespread and sophisticated. And I'll give a couple examples of that moving forward. But there are three main types of product placement that you should know. The first is basic brand placement. This is essentially when an, a company um, integrates one of its products into another company's goods. So like a movie or a TV show or a video game or another company's locations like a retail store, for example, or some other kind of venue. Um, there's usually a time and or space limit to this. So time, um, it might be like 15 to 30 second feature, uh, space. It might be like a certain amount of like, you only get this, this certain amount of space on the shelves or this amount of floor space in a store or what have you. And it requires extensive planning and strategy to ensure that it's subtle, um, and not forced. So basic brand placement is kind of the one that people are most familiar with um, as shoppers or consumers of media. The second type of product placement is brand integration. So, for example, so many companies provide a lot of different products now, and it's common to see product integration across multiple different platforms. So, for instance... Dr. Dre and Interscope Records executive Jimmy Eovine, 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 I hope I said his name correctly, founded Beats or Beats by Dre, right? So because it, the co-founder is also a record label executive, record labels per, have artists signed to their label. Artists produce music videos or go on tours, right? So... They could ask, Dr. Dre and Jimmy could ask Interscope signed records to feature beats in their music videos, for example, like the beats pill speaker, right? And the <laughs> headphones. So that's brand integration. You're kind of using two separate products from the same brand and mixing them together. Um, so that's, that's a way that, uh, to do that as well. Again, that's something common, like music videos is common to do that um, uh, or, you know, any type of brand that has a variety of different products can kind of integrate them and place them in different ways. Um, the third type of product placement is self-parody. And this one's a little niche. Um Self-parity plays to the fact that certain demographics will be able to spot product placement faster than others. 
So in that particular case, it's harder to get away with subtlety and actually trying to be subtle uh, to an audience that will see right through it may backfire. So some companies will opt to self-parody their product placement as a result and utilize this sort of ironic self-awareness to make their products more appealing to the target audience. SNL is a super great example of this. Um, Like with the parody of Kate McKinnon as the iconic Calvin Klein ad featuring Justin Bieber or Bill Hader as the confusing Verizon salesperson. Like if you watch those skits, they use the brand logos. Keep in mind If that were not product placement or if that were not a brand relationship, a product placement relationship with the brand, they would not legally be allowed to use the brand logos. So I just want that noted. Um, So, for example, and actually now thinking about it, I don't even know if this was self-parody. I'm sure it is. If I think about it, iCarly Have you seen iCarly on on Nickelodeon? If you have, you'll remember they have those computers with the Bitten Pear logo on the back and everybody knew it was fucking Apple, but they, I guess, couldn't do, they couldn't put Apple computers in iCarly? I don't know. But see, now I'm trying to, I'm thinking, looking back on it, I'm like, maybe, maybe that was just like self-parody. But if it, that could be a great example, actually, of self-parody, too. Um, So, anyways, those are three types of product placement. You have basic brand integration, which is the most common thing that people are familiar with. Um, Brand, or basic brand placement, sorry. The second is uh, brand integration. So, it's taking two aspects Uh, two products of the same company and kind of like integrating them in each other's media. It works well and really commonly if like, like I said, if it's like a record label and then they also own headphones or like other pieces of tech that they can incorporate into a music video. Um, And then self-parody, which like I said, SNL does a super great job of those. But one of the most famous examples of product placement is actually the appearance of Reese's Pieces in the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial. Um, Reese's sales reportedly increased by 65% after the movie's release. Super fucking wild. Similarly, the popularity of Aston Martin skyrocketed after it featured the James Bond franchise. And in fact, um, James Bond... Uh, being frequently associated with Aston Martin, the brand uh, reported its sales apparently jumped 50% after the increase of the 2006 film Casino Royale. So product placement is very effective, y'all. In recent years, product placement has become even more prevalent in pop culture with, of course, the rise of streaming and social media. So brands like Coca-Cola and Nike have integrated their products into popular TV shows and movies to reach a wider audience and increase their brand awareness. Um, For Coca-Cola, they actually have a relationship with American Idol. So American Idol frequently features Coca-Cola cups on the judges' table. And the deal reportedly earned Coca-Cola $60 million in advertising value in just one season. 
for Nike um, and Nike's placement in Back to the Future 2, which was created in 1989 or filmed in 1989, excuse me, um, it featured Nike's self-lacing sneakers. And while the technology did not actually exist at the time in 1989, Nike eventually released a version of the shoes in 2016, which sold out almost immediately. So... Those are also additional examples. Um, The main reason why product placement, though, is so effective is that it integrates seamlessly into the storyline or the scene, like I mentioned earlier, right? So it makes it feel like it's a natural part of the content that you are consuming. This subtle approach to advertising makes it significantly more appealing to people because it feels less like an intrusion or an interruption, which is something I mentioned earlier in this episode. Just want to reiterate that the power that product placement holds because it is not an interruption, um, if done correctly. So according to a study by Nielsen, and I'm referencing my notes here, product placement can increase brand awareness by up to 80% and purchase intent by up to 20%. In addition, it has been shown that viewers are more likely to remember products that were featured in a TV show or a movie than those seen in traditional advertisements. I mean, it's It's true. And again, that happens when you're able to connect a product to the lifestyle of a character in your favorite film or TV show or video game or your favorite celebrity in a music video or an event or something like that, right? Um, Now, according to a study by PQ Media, global spending on product placement has increased by 13% since 2017 and is expected to reach $24 billion by 2023, which is this this year, y'all. This is really what demonstrates the effectiveness of product placement as a marketing strategy from a um, numbers perspective. But despite the success of product placement, It also has its critics. This can be seen sometimes as a manipulative or an intrusive um, advertising tactic by some consumers. Um, And in response to that, there are regulations in place to ensure that product placement is disclosed to viewers. Um, And that also allows the, in some capacity, I'm not an attorney, so um, I don't want to comment from like a legal expertise perspective because that's not where my expertise lies. But I will say that having regulations in place for product placement also protects the brand itself and, and for their products and their logos and things like that to not be used and abused um, because shows and movies and celebrities can benefit from a particular brand's audience. And if that is not a real relationship, that is not an actual partnership where both parties are benefiting, then there can be lawsuits and legal issues that come with that. So these regulations are not only placed to um, protect against manipulation and misleading advertising, but it can also protect the companies and the equity and valuation that they have built as brands. So that being said, um, product placement has had a significant impact on pop culture, um, on consumer behavior. And again, even though it it can be seen as an intrusive by some people, it does remain a really popular and effective um, marketing strategy for conversion for brands to reach a larger audience, to increase brand awareness, to increase revenue. Um, The examples I mentioned in this episode 
really demonstrate that power, um, you know, by associating their products with beloved characters and franchises and people of influence, brands can significantly increase awareness and sales. And it's important to note that product placement must be done tastefully. Like I'm going to reiterate that all the time. No, I'm beating a dead horse with that, but it cannot cause a disruption. Um, and that's why you have people like, you know, directors and producers and creative directors and other types of creative talent that are really able to take a product and take something that has caused a lot of interruption in our lives, aka marketing and advertising, and seamlessly integrate it into the story of something that you love, like a series or your favorite artist or a reality show that you watch or, you know, an event that you like to watch the streaming of, like the Met Gala. So product placement's super powerful. I hope this was interesting. Um, It's not like my usual type of episode, but I have been trying to sprinkle in some more like advertising case studies and brand deep dives and creator deep dives just to kind of show you and some parts of of how this industry works and pull back the curtain a little bit to give you a a little sneak peek of of how things work. Um, I, again, geek out a lot about product placement. Um, I have had multiple extensive voice memo conversations with other art director and advertising friends of mine about like oh my god I just spotted this Prius placement in New Girl like I just I (laughs) I love this so I thought I would share my love for one of my favorite forms of advertising with you if you have any questions or you spot product placements um in some of your favorite shows or other forms of media like please send them to me I want to geek out over them with you so I will see you in my dms I need your help with something, bestie. Okay. Currently, Kindly Gifted is at 16,000 streams. It is also in Spotify's top 15% most streamed podcasts. And you did that. You did that. You did that. Okay. I want you to say, I did that. Because you did that. That's what you did. Look what you did. And I am so grateful. If I could reach out and hug you, I would. So just know I'm sending that energy to you. Now I need your help to fucking dominate these charts, okay? We're trying to go to top five, top 1% marketing podcasts on Spotify, on Apple. Let's let them know this show is bussin', okay? So how can you help me do that? When you get a sec, follow the show or subscribe if you listen on Apple, which like I think 70% of y'all do. (laughs) Um, Drop your rating, for the show, if you want to write a review, I would greatly appreciate that. It is not required, but greatly appreciated. So follow the show or subscribe and drop your rating. That helps us climb the ratings, okay? Um, it also helps us get bigger guests and sponsors um, so that I can continue showing up with daily episodes because I don't know how long I'll be able to do that. I told myself for a year, so that will be in July. (laughs) But hey, maybe we can keep it going even longer. Um, So I would greatly appreciate your help in dominating the marketing podcast charts. Um, And thank you for listening, for sharing with people that you think may love it for subscribing and following, for the reviewing if you've already done so. 
for DMing me your thoughts on your favorite episodes. I greatly appreciate um, everything that you have done to make this podcast what it is. Um, And if you can continue to help us take it further, I would be even more grateful. So anyways, let's get into this episode before I get a little too sappy, okay? Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.